Demon incoming, we should keep moving. What's the buck, guys? I like this. I like this. We're behind us. Three, two, one, go! Previously on the Stranger Things Deep Dive. Spooky night mission and a demobogan. <laughs> <laughs> so next morning, mini mission one is that one of the kids went missing last night. Humans had a bunch of uh, pictures of places on campus that they need to chalk out missing HVZ player flyers at. Um, and then we roll into mission two. So Hooper, Tyler, do you want to be Joy or Hooper? I'll be Hooper. Okay. Uh, walking in from the back of the briefing room, speaking with someone standing outside who players cannot see. Coffee and contemplation. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation flow. He turns to see Joy standing at his desk and pauses before jogging down the stairs. Standing at the front of the room, pacing, arms crossed. I've been waiting here over an hour, Hooper. An hour! I apologize. I'm going out of my mind. Bill was supposed to come home from the warder's house and never showed up! Arriving at his desk, sitting down, lounging, clearly not worried. He's probably playing hooky. Not my son. He's not like you. He's not like me, like most. He's a good kid. The other kids are mean to him. They make fun of him. His clothes. His clothes? Do his clothes matter? Maybe. Even my ex-husband called him. Is he? He's missing. 99 out of 100 times when a kid goes missing, it's a relative. When's the last time you've seen him? He was at the wire's house. Like, I can't fucking names the wire's house last night playing his dungeons and dragons game but what about the other one what you said 99 out of 100 times what about the other one look let's just take a moment let's just take a look around town he probably isn't far we'll get a search party together mission two finding the bike he must have crashed his bike maybe he ditched it no a bike like this is a cadillac to these kids he would have walked it home hey you think we got a problem here let's head to joy's house maybe he went home he used to take a different path home. Maybe we'll find some more clues along the way. Basically a straight rip from the TV show. Yeah. Um, I love this was copy pasta, but like, yeah. I, I appreciated it. You know, Stranger Things was still pretty fresh. Oh, yeah. Time. For sure. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. So, part one, one of the kids from D&D went missing last night. So, it's our job to find him. So, we made the players actually create exactly what you would do in case of like doing a search party where everyone has to create a line and pass across campus core looking for a missing kid and anything suspicious however spread out thin as fuck mm -hmm. and if the line breaks the whole thing has to stop until the line is fixed and they have successfully completed the search when they locate the bike and recognize that it is a clue um, I think I had a note to include some specials, but I think we were deciding on the fly what we wanted to include. I'm also pretty sure I was like riffing Blue's Clues the entire time because a clue, I a clue. normalcy. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so part two of this, uh, the group ends up splitting. So Joy is now clutching at lights and that are completely dark, mumbling to Bill, um, Hooper's like, why don't you put the lights down there, Joy? And Joy's like, did you see that? It flickered! And if you've seen the show, you know. But Joy's like, the lights mean something. So that starts a puzzle. Um, group A and Group B. So Group B goes to Joy's house and um, starts helping them decode the message in the lights. Um and it, it wasn't, like, super important or anything. It was just supposed to say help or something in Morse code. They just had to realize what the message was and that it was a message. Meanwhile, the other group 
headed off to follow the path that the missing kid took on his way home. On the way, they find 12. Ha. Ha. She is difficult and won't talk except for short one-word sentences. I think this was played by Elijah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did a very good job. Um, they have to earn her trust and get her moving back to Joyce's house by offering her food. I'm sorry, Joy, not Joy. Completely different people. By offering her food, one of the mods will have it, but players need to figure out she is hungry. I think this resulted in uh, waffles being left on and rotting on campus. Oopsie doodle. <laughs> one of the players turned it in. Later. We actually hey. had to find a thing of Eggos on campus. Yes, yes, correct. And we did nothing good with those Eggos. We let them rot. Um, so then part three, group A finally meets up at Joy's house. Lead investigator and Joy are very concerned about 12 and give her more snacks. And while she's eating, they notice the lights flicker. And she flickers back at them with, with her hands. And then they flicker back at her. She seems to know exactly what's going on. And shows them that she can channel the missing kid through the radio. They start singing through the radio. And Joy excitedly grabs it, but loses the signal. The players walk around campus. And at that point, they have to listen for the radio to crackle. And when it does, they have to find the channel the missing kid is on, who's like the mods flipping through channels and picking random ones to get the next bit of information about where he is. The upside down before moving on. They don't totally understand that he isn't on this plane of existence. If they haven't seen the show, this all draws the attention of the monster, which begins talking to the group with the same mechanics as the Demogorgon. Uh, Joy is very erratic and all jumpy. She thinks she can hear her son when she's not talking through the radio and keeps running off in random directions. And the humans <laughs> have to follow the signal all the way to the facility. Did we have Lizzie as Joy? I think it was. I Kitty. think yeah. I think it was Kitty. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 That's oh, right. Oh yeah, it was Kitty. I, yeah, the flannel. I remember now. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they do it. They follow it the whole way to the facility. Um, I have the script, but it's again just direct rips. It's the show. Go watch. It's the, the show. show. Just go watch the show. Mini mission two. This is part of why it's not. Like, circling back to what I was saying earlier, pick something that's not going to be the same exact plot as something that someone can watch. Because then the response is, just watch the show. Well, this We takes, did what was in the show. It and, takes a eh. left turn, though. We did not. We did not copy it the whole way through. We did not. <coughs> so, there's your hook. Don't stop listening now. <laughs> um, so, mini mission two, we need some stuff before we can go charging into the facility, go do some grocery shopping for Joy, Hoop, and the mission. Um, lead investigator clearly has problems, as does Joy. It looks like we're developing photos next, is the clue there. So, mission three. Oh, uh, Brian's facility. I really loved this mission. I was very a good time. Chapter four, the facility. And, oh boy, did I not know what we were walking into with this one. <laughs> this is like the one thing that I was really excited about the whole game. So, part one... Well, let's see. Do we have any good script, or is it just not really? Every time we start an investigation, it ends at the Beagley National Laboratory. We know they're lying about something. I think it's time we have ourselves a little tour of the facilities. Now, I'm not saying that there's some grand conspiracy. I'm just saying maybe something happened. Maybe Bill was in the wrong place at the wrong time and saw something he shouldn't have. Regardless, it's a start. And the laboratory is empty on the weekends. We just need to get in, find some evidence, develop some photos, get out. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, simple. It was very simple. simple. 
out of game. The laboratory is very empty on weekends, like the <laughs> basketball court. Yeah. And the room was locked up until about 10 minutes before players were supposed to be inside of it because we were waiting on the PD to come and let us in. Yeah. <laughs> That's the nerds again. Like, we were trying to figure out, like, where do we do this mission? What's our alternative? Like, how are we going to, like, how are we going to, uh, to, the, to change this on the fly because apparently we're not going to get to use the room that we were told we could use. And then a cop showed up and very begrudgingly let us into the room. We were fine. <laughs> yeah, this, this was uh, Brain's favorite mission way back in like episode three. Yeah. Which y'all have listened to by now. Yay! Because we finally fight online. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all signs <laughs> seem to point to the facility being into some really shady stuff. We should check them out. We need to infiltrate the facility and investigate. Maybe we can figure out what they're up to, and capture some evidence. Humans skirmish their way to the standby gym and get inside. They are given a very dim light source. However, the power is out while the facility is closed. Rumor has it that they let some of their creations behind as a deterrent. We should leave our lights here. The gym is filled with as many <coughs> modified clickers, which I think we referred to as moles, as yeah. possible which are clickers that aren't blindfolded and are light-sensitive as well as sound-sensitive. Yeah. They're gone towards both. Bright artificial <laughs> lights, like flashlights, will cause them to go into an uncontrollable rage for three seconds and attack the first person they see. The glow sticks just irritate them a little bit. The gym is sectioned into three areas. All lights are off. The first area will have various symbols and evidence hidden in the darkness. Humans will be given one disposable camera. There will be as many pieces of evidence as there are shots in the camera. Real quick, let me interject here. Because um, <clears throat> if anybody has ever played at YSU uh, for either SCP or the Demon game, you were in a gym mission for those two games. This was a different gym. Yes. It was not the big one that runs the entire... No. The big <laughs> one that we've used in Demons and SCP is the length of three basketball courts end to end. It runs completely or it runs underneath the actual football stadium. So it's actually about a hundred yard long gym. This is a classroom um wrestling practice space slash like half basketball court. Like a racquetball um, court. Yeah. So it's maybe a quarter of the size of the big gym upstairs that we were in for those other two games. So like <laughs> not they're 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 pushing us through the doors to get into the to get into the facility and take these pictures and the dark facility the, there's these goddamn clicker thingies in there and oh boy it so it was smaller than i was expecting as tyler said but not only that like the the uh hoops had been raised and mm -hmm. so they were like looming over us in the darkness <laughs> and at either end of the gym uh chairs and tables had been pushed and stacked up so that's how actually one of my buddies, Darren, quote-unquote, survived the mission, was he just hid behind a stack of chairs and never came out. Yeah, there were a bunch of people who did something like that. I think I hid behind, like, a, a floor mat for a while that was, like, stood up on its side. Yeah, because I was going to say, there were also wrestling and tumbling mats that were stacked up in the, on, like, the walls and on the corners of the room. So, like, add in, what, 60, 60, or 65, 70 human beings and two very deadly zombies... It was uh, a very I think there were, like, uh, I, I've never been one to accuse you of uh, under-exaggerating anything or whatever, underplaying anything, but I think there were like six moles in that gym. Yeah, there, there were not two. Jesus Christ. I was like, apparently I was too busy concentrating on the two right next to me as their 
deadly pool noodles swung within a half inch of my face every three oh, seconds. Right? <laughs> it was like three people and the I, whole thing. I know at least myself, Fiona, Tom, and Jeff Lanzer were all moles. They're, I I want to say maybe Kara was also one or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, my point is, in the dark, it was a very cramped and very terrifying experience. And like, <laughs> you couldn't call out for help. You, you couldn't turn on the flashlight at the end of your blaster. You couldn't do nothing. Nope. Now, one of the problems that worked against us, because um, we, we had to, uh, Jeff Jeff was actually kind of pissed about this for a second as a mod. He, because like, we, so what we did, if you know the clickers, we actually blindfolded ourselves so that we couldn't see. As the moles, we weren't blocked. We were low vision and light sensitive. So what we did on, like basically on the honor system, was we all squinted our eyes really tight. Yep. And that was it. Like, we, we didn't open. We weren't trying to break it. We didn't want to murder all the humans. Um, so that's how we were playing the role. Jeff swears up and down that he swung a noodle and hit a kid in the leg. And the kid didn't take the hit or something. So Jeff, like, opened his eyes and was like, hey, whoever that was that I just hit, you're dead. But, like, no one did chew it. And it was dark. So in the half a second between full noodle hitting leg and Jeff actually opening his eyes, he couldn't see who he had hit. So it's possible that more people should have died in there, but since nobody could, like, prove it or call you out for it because it was so dark, people somehow survived. I, I mean, yeah. I could see it because, I, like I said, I came within a half inch of death multiple times in that gym room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's one of those situations where it doesn't matter the body count. Like, you no. know, it's, it's not as interesting. It was meant to be a cool scenario yeah. that made you real anxious and scared. Yeah, it not- worked. Did it do it? Then it was perfect. Yes. What yeah. we wanted it to do. The death comes later. Yes. And like, yeah. so we had, there's, there's uh, a second part to this mission. Yeah. So, well, real quick. Well, not uh, a second had, part to the mission. A second part to this room. So, there's so, a. Uh, God. So, you know, throughout this, uh, we've got Dan Walker as one of the kids. I think, wasn't he dusty? He had the ball cap, whatever. Uh, wasn't he like the so main often, kid? Every so often, dusty. he would. Every so often, he, <clears throat> he would come over and snap, and there'd be this flash, and the the, the little windy camera would would snap, and all the, all the mutes would go fucking crazy, and you're just dodging left and right, and then I I didn't even see him, I just hear him next to me going click 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 as he winds the camera up for another one, and the mutes are like, <laughs> I, I don't I, like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mean the moles? Yes. Whatever. Moles. Mutes are a very different thing. <laughs> um, but on top of that, uh, so zombies needed something to do during this because we couldn't put zombies in there with everyone. That would be actual chaos. Um, zombies were put in another room. They were told nothing about what was going on inside of the room. And they were supposed to be given a bop it to play with. However, the person who was supposed to bring the bop it forgot it. So on the fly... We made a decision that a person could certainly be a boppet. Just like Tank Yeah. Yeah, that's where this came from. So, was it Bob? No, that's not where this came from. Ian yeah, Bailey had been doing Tank Boppet at OSU. Well, whatever. We even met this him. is the first time I'd seen it. Okay. And I made it happen. But anyway, um, <laughs> great minds think alike. So, I think it was Bog. I could be very wrong, but we put a person in the room with these zombies, and like the person would be like, bop it. Twist it, pull it, etc. And the zombies would be given an initial score to beat and then had to keep beating the high score. 
And every time they succeeded, they got a button to push. And every time they pushed the button, a strobe light would go off in the room with the humans. But the zombies were utterly unaware of what the button did. They just knew that every time they pushed it, they heard a whole bunch of screaming from behind a door with <laughs> in it. So they knew it had to be good. <laughs> <laughs> they're like a kid with the, uh, like a, a fun toy where they're like, what's this button do? <laughs> oh, we oh, like this button. I smash, like that. Smash, Let's smash, do smash, that. Smash. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I want to keep doing it. <laughs> I appreciated that little, yeah. that little nugget. <laughs> Um, so that, that was that part. And then, you know, once they got all the evidence, they proceeded on to part two. So as part of their evidence, humans found a manual. They could use it to learn how to start the generator in the center of the room. Um, they had to locate scattered boxes around this section of the gym. In the inside the boxes are glow sticks of three different colors, which need to be inserted into one of three pipes, preferably clear, with holes drilled in them. One glow stick of each of the three colors will already be wrapped around the pipes. Players need to figure out on their own that the glow sticks inserted into the pipe need to match the color of the glow sticks wrapped around the pipe. If they don't do it correctly the first time, we just tell them they did it wrong until they figure it out. The more glow sticks in the pipes, the more the modified clickers are drawn towards the center of the room, making it more and more difficult for the humans to insert glow sticks. So they do that. Mm-hmm. And the door to the final section opens. And it All was the very light painful the whole what? time. It was very painful the whole time. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like there were some humans who were like, ah, I'll just bait the moles. And so you would just have like these, I don't want to call them idiot humans because I'm sure that they were like in their own mind doing something that was probably mildly beneficial, but they were idiot humans just like running straight through like all the moles trying to get them to go off and was reckless abandoned to like all the other hu other humans who yeah. were right there. Yeah. yeah. So when the door to the final section opens, the lights turn on, drawing all the zombies out and blinding the moles who are now regular clickers. Um, and they have to develop the photos that they took. So the process of developing photos, which Jeez, are taken from real life. Step one, develop the negatives. At least one human has to go into a dark room, a taped off corner of the gym, um, when you're in the dark room, you have to be blindfolded to simulate being in the dark. And if a human or zombie player enters the room without a blindfold, they ruin the film. God damn it. Humans and zombies can only enter or exit through one door, but they're taggable if a zombie can get itself through the door. Clickers can go through the walls because science? <laughs> in order to develop the negatives, the humans must locate a long piece of paper, negative, in the room, roll it up, put it in a trash can, a canister, and close the lid. And then they have to hold the position for five minutes to allow the film to develop. If they are more than 30 seconds too early or too late, the film has been ruined. Next, expose the photos. They have a maximum of eight tries. An image is projected onto a large piece of paper, photo paper. They have a limited amount of time, five minutes, to draw the image acceptably. Again, they must keep time. 30 seconds too long or too short, and the photo paper is ruined. Um, and I did this. If we couldn't find a projector, we were just going to make a player describe an image to the player drawing. I, th I think Pictionary <laughs> would have honestly been harder. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted yeah, to I do didn't, We didn't want to make it do, harder, but we could have. <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't do, I don't do puzzles. I am bad at puzzles. So this time was spent running away from zombies and clickers. This wasn't even a puzzle. This was draw shit on paper on the wall. It was so simple. It was a task. Scotty's not, not a 
task-oriented. I'm the task-oriented one out of this group. I'm the I-want-to-draw-oriented one. I <laughs> That's why I did it. I want to shoot zombies and not die. Just put me on the task. <laughs> I'll get it fucking done. Keep me safe while I do it. Um, then you have to develop the photo. So a successfully traced image is placed in an empty kiddie pool. The humans must agitate the image, meaning shake it around, for exactly three minutes. Again, 30 seconds over or under ruins the photo, and they're responsible for keeping their own time. And then step four, fix the photo. Exactly like developing, but if the humans successfully fix the photo, it is successfully obtained as evidence. So when the humans run out of supplies, because they could only do this eight times, they only had eight photos, um, or eight pieces of photo paper, or they decide they'd like to leave, the mods call the zombies to the other end of the gym from the humans and pull them outside. Also making sure that the gym is cleared of any trip hazards, do a dart sweep. The lights cut, and the Demogorgon comes out, chasing the humans out and all the way back to the briefing room. Yeah, we we bugged the fuck out of there once we left. Like, nope, but that was enough. As simple as just run back to the briefing room. No, it wasn't. When they got outside. They, so, the, can, so, I, can I? Can I? Oh. Yeah, because you had a. This is where you died, right? Yeah. Yep. So we come out the gym and. Uh, we like we had to go upstairs and then we were we could overlook like I think we it, it dumps you out onto alumni circle, right? Basically, it's like a large platform that connects the building down into alumni circle. But yeah, yeah. Right. So alumni circle and then you uh, and then you have to you kind of go left towards where that backfield is. Um, and that's where we we crest. We went around that corner. And saw a respawn gate, portal, portal the upside down, whatever it was, thematically. That was a recurring theme throughout um, the game. That somewhere there would just be a portal that zombies could just touch respawn off of. Right? I think you had to go through the gate, but yeah, touch respawn to points functionally. Because it had like scraps of cloth in front of it, and it was fun to run through. <laughs> you could also run it to go over. around. Yeah, because it was mobile. So there yeah. was there were always two mods moving it, and if they ever ran it, like if a human ever got you know, sucked into it, or if they if they could successfully walk it over a human, that would count as, like, a kill. Yeah. Did that ever happen? No, but I think no, it, it came got close. close. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it got pretty close there once. They were pretty, like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the human was like, oh, shit! But, yeah, so these two mods were moving the portal to the upside down at the humans the whole way back to the briefing room, so it wasn't even just like there was a boomer you could get away from. It was no. a mobile touch respawn point with no way to stop that just chased you mm-hmm. the whole way back. Yeah, I was still like Vlad came out from the around a bush and went at uh, Bullington who was like 10 feet in front of me right in front of the doors to the briefing room and I had to peg him in the back and I'm like fuck, let's just get inside. I think that was one of the few times we created a chain so that all the humans would be like safe. The oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think the only, apparently the only reason that as many humans lived was because I had also pulled the Demogorgon out of the way in my blaze of glory. Nice. Good. Nice. I don't like, remember. The humans was- were like, yeah, good job. Thank you so much. Okay. I remember, I don't remember what my specific role was because I was in the gym as a clicker. And then when I was outside, I remember just sitting down on a hill, kicking my feet out and relaxing and watching the humans getting <laughs> slaughtered, just having a nice time. Anyway, it was fun for me. 
And that concludes part two of the Stranger Things deep dive. Tune in tomorrow for part three of the final installment of the Anna Trilogy of HVZ Invitationals. And we hope you're enjoying our HVZ week-long extravaganza. Be sure to follow us on socials at like the number five minute respawn on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks. Uh, 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 uh,